This is The Crime Cafe, your podcasting source of great crime, suspense, and thriller writing. I'm your host, Debbie Mack. Before I bring on my guest, I'll just remind you that The Crime Cafe has two ebooks for sale the nine book box set and the short story anthology. You can find the buy links for both on my website, debbiemack.com. D E B B I M A C K. Dot com under the Crime Cafe link. You can also get a free copy of either book if you become a Patreon supporter. You'll get that and much more if you support the podcast on Patreon, along with our eternal gratitude for doing so. Hi, everyone. Today we have a crime fiction author who has a most interesting background. Before he began writing books, he worked in the film industry in different capacities. He also drives race cars. Now he writes mysteries and thrillers. I'm pleased to have with me today the award-winning author, Bill Breyer. Hi, Bill. How are you doing today? Hi, fine. How are you doing, Debbie? Okay. Um, where are you coming from today? Um, Northridge, uh, no, not Northridge. I moved from Northridge, Thousand Oaks, California. Ah. Southern California. Very nice. So uh, let's talk about your books. Um, I'm in the midst of reading The Devil Orders Takeout, a standalone thriller. Was that your first novel? Yes, uh huh, it was. Okay, and what prompted you to write that particular story? Um, well, that story started with, um, I was actually going to do a story about a talking dog. And uh, I, I wrote maybe 50 pages of uh, a, a young teenage golfer who had this dog that would retrieve golf balls. And after about 50 pages, I realized this was not working very well. So I scrapped it and started all over again. And uh, I kept the character, uh, the young boy, he was actually a teenager, and uh, eliminated the dog. And the story went from there. Hmm, interesting. And can you tell us a little bit about the story? Sure. It, um, it has to do with a, uh, a mob boss and a, uh, a first-rate um, tax lawyer who get into uh, battles, life and death battles. The, um, the, uh, the lawyer uh, had a son murdered and in trying to seek revenge, he sought out this crime boss. Now, prior to this, the crime boss had come up and approached the attorney asking him to settle an IRS case because he was being audited and he knew that this lawyer was the best there is. The lawyer refused to take the case and the crime boss was very upset with him. Later, the lawyer's son and wife get killed uh, through circumstances. And there was a person who was responsible for this death and the lawyer wanted retribution. 
Well, he bought a gun, but he lost his nerve. So he remembered the crime boss. He approached the crime boss and said, okay, I will do your taxes. You take care of rubbing out this person. And uh, what happens is that the crime boss does do that, but now the man is indebted to the crime boss and a lot of mystery and uh, uh, other things happen. And the, the, the son of the lawyer turns out to be a gifted golfer. And the crime boss threatens to kill the kid. He was only maybe eight years old at this time because he was mad at the lawyer. So they're in the office, the, the crime boss's office, and he says, you're gonna get it hard, Bolt. You're not gonna like it, but I'm going to kill your son. And the lawyer looks on the wall behind the crime boss and sees a picture of him playing golf with Lee Trevino, a professional golfer at the time. So he catches on that he likes golf. So he says, if you kill me, you'll miss out on making millions of dollars. Oh yeah, you tell me how that's gonna happen, the crime boss says. Well, thinking quickly, he says, my son is a gifted golfer and he's gonna win the, what would be the masters. By the way, you and, don't have to give away all the spoilers here. <laughs> well, the story goes on. So anyhow, the story goes on with, with, with that and uh, <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> well, I mean, actually it's a very suspenseful book and, um, but you also have a series called the Killer Who series. Right. Now, uh, I know it involves a buried car, but can you give me a bit more? Who is the protagonist and how do you see this person developing over the series? Okay. Um, well, let me just start this way. In 2007, Tulsa, Oklahoma uh, dug up a car that had been buried for 50 years. And it was buried because Tulsa was celebrating their 50th year of statehood. And the car was to be dug up in 50 years. 50 years came in 2007 and no one knew whether it would be a rust bucket or whether it would be a pristine car. They dug it up, they lifted off the top and sure enough, there was a rust bucket. And I looked at that because it was on a news clip uh, in 2007 when they lifted, when they uh, in turn uh, unearthed the car. And I looked and I said, you know, there's a story in that trunk. So that prompted me to write this book. And it starts out in the prologue with our, one of our main characters, Mary Beth, who's a teenage mother, uh, unmarried, running through the brush with her father chasing her and she's carrying a baby. And she jumps inside a hollow uh, oak tree with the baby. And he wants to take the baby. She says, no, you'll take my baby. And it ends, the prologue ends with him reaching in 
to grab the baby. So what happens now is where'd the baby go? Because the reader doesn't know what happened to the baby and the story goes from there. Mm-hmm. And who is the protagonist? Who is the sleuth? Well, Bucky. Uh, he's uh, a, uh, a, a 20 year old who came to uh, Oklahoma. The, the town is called Defiance, Oklahoma. And uh, he came because he wanted to uh, be a businessman. So he ends up selling cars and uh, he has a girlfriend and they get involved in looking for the baby. And the whole story is them looking for the baby with lots of subplots. Hmm. I see. Very interesting. Um, how would you describe your writing style to a writer, to, I'm sorry, to a reader who has never worked, read your work before? Well, one of the things that uh, I, I like in stories, and I write my stories with this in mind, is happy endings. <laughs> I want to finish the book and feel good about it. So my endings turn out to be happy endings. And uh, I think that's, that's a significant uh, characteristic of my writing. Uh, I write in first person and um, uh, I've also written in um, uh, omniscient person, but um, in third person. So it depends on the story on how I, how I write it, the style. Mm -hmm. Does it tend to be more amateur sleuth, cozy type, humorous? It's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's more cozy than hard, but I wouldn't say it's cozy. It's, it's leaning that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, kind of that in between. Sweet. This isn't sweet enough to be, to be cozy. And uh -huh. the crime boss uh, in the other movie is a pretty vicious person, and there's some vicious scenes in it. Gotcha. Okay. Um, on the subject of um, your previous career, <laughs> I was very uh, intrigued to see that you worked as a cameraman and an editor in yes, the film uh, industry, the business, yeah. as they say. I guess they uh, call it that. <laughs> Do your experiences in film ever inform your writing? Um. Probably, but in ways that are more unconscious. Uh, I would say the highlight of my motion picture career was when I was, started out in the Air Force when I was 18 years old. And I photographed President Kennedy the day before he was assassinated. And uh, I was a combat cameraman. I flew in fighter jets and, during the Cuban Missile Crisis. And uh, so I had a very uh, interesting and exciting start as an 18 year old uh, going to the Air Force motion picture camera school and going from there. And then when I got out of the Air Force, I went to Hollywood where I grew up and uh, got into the motion picture business there and worked on a lot of movies, The Exorcist and uh, Titanic, a lot of, lot of movies with special effects. Yeah, I was impressed with the, the movies that you've worked on. Um... I was also impressed with the fact that you were on the dating game and you got to go on a date with Fanny Flagg? Yes, that's right. I was bachelor number one and she picked me. <laughs> it's, uh, the, 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 uh, the show is on my website, by the way. There's a, that's, that's how I found out. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, that must have been fun. That was fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I, I can just imagine. Uh, do you have a favorite movie that you worked on? No, because um, I worked on so many. And doing the visual effects, you don't work on the whole movie. You just get certain shots to work on. So it's, it's a very isolated kind of work. Like yes. for instance, in, with Titanic, they had a big tank and we had miniatures in the tank. So we would shoot those scenes, set them up and, and shoot them. But we don't really do the, the whole broad scope of the movie. We don't see it in the whole thing until everybody else does. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, I can see what you're talking about. Um, with all of your cinema experience, did you ever consider becoming a producer? Um, no. Um, I, director, perhaps, but a producer is a little different uh, job uh, description. Uh, I'm more uh, hands-on, like, for instance, the trailers that are on my website for the books. I wrote and directed and, and acted in some of those, and that was a lot of fun. And when I was in the service, we used to shoot uh, training movies. And sometimes I would help with the scripts on those. Mm hmm I have to say your, your, tra your trailers are clever. <laughs> I was mm -hmm. checking them out. Um, what authors do you find most inspiring? Well, I'm rereading of uh, John Grisham. I love John Grisham. A lot of people say, well, he's not really deep. But he tells a good story. <laughs> He's a wonderful writer. Um, and I'm rereading one of his books right now. So I like him. Stephen King, of course. Um, a lot of my reading, honestly, is uh, nonfiction. I'm more of a nonfiction reader than a reader. I never even read a mystery book until I wrote my own. <laughs> That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Why did you decide? I read a lot. I read every day. <laughs> I'm curious as to why you chose mystery as a genre if you never read it. Because, um, well, it was that uh, The Buried Car. And I said, there's a story in there, and I just decided to write it. All right. My wife gets a kick out of me because I get on these kicks, you know, like uh, I said, I'm going to buy a race car. And I bought a race car. And uh, there were other things I can't even remember right now that I said, that all of a sudden I say, I'm gonna do this and I do it. Oh, I was an artist for a while. And my wife is an artist and she goes to art classes. I said, oh, I'll do that. So I went to art classes too. And then once I started writing, I gave up the art and started writing. And I've been doing that now for, I don't know, 17 years or so. So I haven't given up on that yet. Hmm, wow, well, that's cool. Um... And what made you decide to write books? I mean, in other words, change from your cinema career to writing books? Um, well, I retired from cinema. That was pretty much it. Yeah, so gave me something to do. So it wasn't a matter of changing careers. It was a matter of you were tired and decided to start writing. Yeah, I wasn't tired. I was bored. Retired. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> OK. Um, I do do a lot of traveling, though. My wife and I love to travel. We're uh -huh. uh, getting ready to go up uh, the Columbia River 
for a couple of weeks into uh, Oregon and Washington uh, in another month. We're looking forward to that. We've been to foreign countries, so we do a lot of that. Well, I can tell you the Northwest is beautiful country. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's see, apart from the Killer Who books, uh, do you have any other projects that you're working on? No, just another one of the Killer Who books. The Killer Who uh, Had No Choice is the one that I'm writing right now. So I've got the Hill Killer Who Hated Soup, the Killer Who Wasn't There, and now the Killer Who Had No Choice. And uh, th they often have a theme of some sort. And this theme takes place in, uh, in the Mormon community. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else that you'd like to add before we finish up? Um, no, but I appreciate uh, having me on your show. And uh, I've been looking forward to this. And uh, I love writing and I encourage other people to write. Uh, I had a, a woman uh, on my aunt, talk to me on my website and asked me, uh, how I got involved and how she might get involved. And I gave her a list of books. I've got a whole bookcase there. And uh, I'll tell you right now, here's, this is a, a wonderful set. This is a set, it's, it's, it's put out by um, Elements of Fiction Writing. And there's a whole series. And I got so much. Here's descriptions, dialogue scene and structure, characters and viewpoint. And there's probably six or seven other books in there. And these were very good books. I learned a lot. And mm -hmm. I read probably 50 books uh, before I launched in, <laughs> or as I was launching in. And what was the name of the series again? The series is Elements of Fiction. Just Elements of Fiction. Right. And as I say, they have different titles. Uh, and they're by different authors. This is Orson Scott Card, well-known author. And this is Jack Beckham. And this is Louis Turco. But uh, it's elements of fiction writing. Uh, they're pretty concise, excellent starter kit. Well, that's good. Along with reading uh, in the genre that you want to write in, I'd say that's good advice read up on, on the craft. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> well, thank you very much for being here, Bill. I, I appreciate your talking with us. Okay, well, thank you very much, Debbie. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, I'll just remind everyone to please leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. And a quick heads up, I'm getting ready to unveil a cool surprise for anyone who supports the Crime Cafe podcast on Patreon at the $5 level. It just so happens that I'm reissuing my fourth Sam McRae novel next month. It's Deep Six is the name, and uh, the surprise is connected to the release of the book. So uh, on that note, I'll just say, check out the Patreon page to learn more. And um, it's on my website, debbymack.com. So our guest next time will be Tony Knighton. And until then, thanks so much for listening and happy reading.